Blog Talk Radio. A one, a two, a one, two, three, hold Hey, everybody. It must be Saturday night again around here, and time for yet another night with Daddy G. This is Gary Moore, along with Starzan and Curly and George and Groucho and whoever else I may be able to pull out of my sleeve or elsewhere. E-cocktails are ready. The chocolate fountain is ready. The only things missing have been used, so come on in and get ready for yet another night with Daddy G. Yeah. Well, who's on first? Yeah. Oh, who? The guy on first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy on first. Who is on first? What are you asking me for? I'm asking you. <laughs> this is a gala day for you. Well, a gala day is enough for me. I don't think I can handle anymore.
yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the grotto. Yes, it is Saturday night again around here. Come on in. Take your clothes off. Throw them in the corner. Grab yourself an e-cocktail. Help yourself to some of those hot e-derves and come on in. Welcome. We're in the middle of Mercury retrograde. <laughs> That's okay. We'll play some retrograde music and uh, maybe uh, do a, I thought maybe we would do a retrograde radio show a little bit later on, maybe featuring a little Bob Hope and Basil Rathbone from 1939. But uh, while we wait for the rest of the world to show up, we're going to start things off with some music. Come on in. Welcome.
There's some Caravan Palace for you. Miracle off their next, off their newest album, Plume, is the newest album. And here's the title song, Caravan. <laughs>
Cool down, Papa. Don't you be Suit, suit, 
I went to read to sleep with the draper shape and stuff Come to look sharp enough to see my funny gal I wore a reef sleeve with the right stripe And a dress vest with the glad plaid in the latest band See my funny gal I wanna look keen so my dream will say You don't look like same bow so keen that she'll scream Ow! Here comes my walking rainbow So make a suit, suit, I wear the reef pleat I wear the drape shape and a stuff Cup to look sharp enough to see my sunny gal. I want a brown gown with a zop top with a hip slip, a lace waist in the shopping chain. See my sunny man. I want a scat hat with a trim brim, a zag bag with a rip zip to look plenty hip to see my sunny man. Yes, I want to look keen so my dream will say, ain't I the lucky fella? So keen that he'll scream, baby, you sure look mellow. So make a brown gown with a zop top, a hip slip, and a lace waist in the shopping space to see my son's With the reek complete with the grape shape and stuff Come to look sharp enough See my sunny gal I got a brown gown with a zop top A hip slip and a lace waist In the shopping case See my Sunday fame I want to look keen So my dream will say You don't look like they both Keen that I'll scream Here comes my walking rainbow I've got a suit suit with the reef Please and stuff Come in the glass glass In the latest bag See my tiny gas To Dorothy Dandridge Now let's go back to 1939 On the Bob Hope Pepsodent Radio Show We're going to run the thing in its entirety Featuring Russell Rathbone, a very famous British actor, played um, Sherlock Holmes in many films and many other films. Very well, world-renowned in Hollywood and elsewhere. Here we go. 1939, the Bob Hope Pepsodent Radio Show. <laughs> Welcome to the Old Time Radio Network Comedy, continuing America's love affair with comedy and those lovable characters that made us laugh. We now go back to the early days of radio comedy and our imaginations with our featured comedy presentation. Bob Hope. <laughs> when you're feeling lonesome, strictly on your lonesome, where there's life, remember there is still 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is Bob, middle of the winter hope, telling you if you've got preserves in the cellar, use Pepsodent and you'll preserve what's under your smeller. <laughs> or, this is the Pepsodent kid, Bob Hope, telling you to always use our product because it's better to have a sweet tooth than to have them all go too sweet. tired tonight. I went down to get my license plate yesterday. I just got back. I must have been standing in the I must have been standing in the wrong line when I got to the window they handed me a uniform and a gun. You know what a license plate is? That's the last thing that whizzes over your head when you try to get across Hollywood Boulevard. I wouldn't say the line waiting for license plates was long. All I know is when I finally got to the end of the line, I had to buy Colorado plates. One guy there always got his license plates in 15 minutes, but his gun jammed. Ah, <laughs> uh, no prompting from the audience now. No, at least I had a good idea. Did that line move slowly? I didn't realize how slow it was moving until I went up to one old guy in line and said, Have you been waiting long? He said, Long, look, I can tuck my beard inside my diaper. <laughs> stood in line three days getting my license plates, and it wasn't worth all the trouble, I thought, as I shoved them under the door of the finance company. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, California automobile rules are very silly. The drivers have to put a license plate on the front of their cars and a license plate on the back, then they run over you sideways. <laughs> and this year, this year, California has something new in license plates. Besides the numbers on them, they're adding kings, queens, and jacks. So pedestrians can play solitaire while waiting for the ambulance. <laughs> and of course, the Chamber of Commerce insists that every license plate has a feather on it. That's so when you hit a pedestrian, he dies with a tickled expression. <laughs> and oh, I want to tell you, Bing Crosby, the mutter, is putting license plates on his horses. That way, when he enters a horse in a race, he'll know what year he sent him out. <laughs> But isn't it wonderful to have every car numbered and cataloged? Now, if you get hit on the street, you just take down the license number, give it to a cop, he gives it to the sergeant, he gives it to the motor vehicle bureau, they send it to the state capitol, they look all through their records, and two months later, they send you back the information that you were run over by your own wife. <laughs> but you really have to be in condition to cross Hollywood Boulevard. No kidding. I'm a little flabby lately. I crossed the street this morning, and when I looked back, the rest of me was waiting for the light to change. <laughs> But I always go for long walks along Hollywood Boulevard. Yesterday I hiked 26 blocks, but she wouldn't look back once. And then... You don't get that at first, but after a while it grows on you. Then you hate yourself for it. But you know... And there's nothing like taking a long hike up into the mountains around here. If you go up high enough, you can see all the snow that's sitting there waiting until it can melt so it can visit your house and take your whole family out to the beach. <laughs> Hello, Hope Lost and Found Service. If we find it, brother, you've lost it. Hello, Mr. Hope. Have you found a beautiful set of girls' teeth all gleaming and white and sparkling? Uppers or lowers, Goodman, or can we sell you a compartment? 
Look, I'll let Art Baker handle that. He's in charge of our finding bright teeth department. Hey, Baker, teeth, kid, teeth. Oh, teeth. Okay, Bob. Thousands of pretty girls are prettier because they've found Pepsodent tooth powder. And thousands of smiles are brighter because they use it. Now, if you've lost a pretty smile, then here's an easy way to find it again. Just use new high-polish Pepsodent tooth powder. For not only does it contain irium, Pepsodent's patented super cleanser, but now Pepsodent tooth powder contains a new polishing agent called composite metaphosphate. Also patented by Pepsodent and available only in Pepsodent. You see, it's not enough to just wash your teeth. You can get a lot of powders to do that. But if you want a bright, gleaming smile, you have to polish teeth, too. And that's no job for any halfway tooth powder. It takes one that's made for the job. It takes Pepsodent. For now, with its new polishing ingredient, Pepsodent has the power to produce a 32% greater luster on teeth than any other leading tooth powder. Actually, twice as bright as the average of all other brands. Just try Pepsodent Tooth Powder starting tonight. And in just a few days, you'll begin to see what we mean by more luster. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, to find that smile you thought was lost, just go to your druggist and say, Pepsodent Tooth Powder, please. Ding dong, ding dong, four bells for baby, and I do mean you. I do mean you, Jimmy Forbeller, yes, sir. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to present one of Hollywood's leading actors, soon to be seen in the Paramount picture, The Mad Doctor, and familiar to all of you on the air, that super detective, Sherlock Holmes, Mr. Basil Rathbone. Thank you, Bob. Well, I'm really glad to welcome you here tonight, Basil. I've certainly enjoyed you as Sherlock Holmes. The part fits you to a T. Well, thank you again, Bob. You know, I wish I could find my niche in the radio world. What was that? Niche. Niche. Well, scratch it, old boy. (laughs) 
Tell me, Basil, how does my program compare with yours? No, it's very different. For instance, we don't have a studio audience at all. Oh, then you mean you go through an entire program without any laughs? Yes, but you see, <coughs> we have an excuse. <laughs> I've got one, too. I forgot to run through the audience with my feather tonight. But I will say, though, Sherlock Holmes mysteries are really exciting, and I love that Dr. Watson. Yes, he's wonderful. Nigel Bruce plays the part, you know. Oh, he does a grand job. He makes an ideal partner for you. Indeed he does. I realize it more than ever tonight. <laughs> I'm alone. Look, I appreciate you dropping in tonight, Basil. After all, we both work at Paramount. In fact, I have the dressing room right next to yours. Oh, are you the one that has the dressing room right next to mine? Yes, why? Must you cook? <laughs> well, I've got to do something with these eggs, but I... <laughs> But I like my new dressing room. That, you know, the last star who had it was a very distinguished actor. Yes, too bad Rin Tin Tin died. <laughs> You're still getting his mash notes, aren't you? That's a lot. <laughs> Pauline, you ruined my straight line. I am not getting Rin Tin Tin's mash notes. It's a lie. Is that so? What about that note you got yesterday? Honey, meet me at the corner of Hollywood and Vine in half an hour. If that's okay, wag your tail out of the window. <laughs> Well, you know, one gets all kinds of fan mail. It's tough being a celebrity, isn't it, Basil? It certainly is, Bob. You're not missing a thing. <laughs> Wait. You're razzmatazz tonight, Baz. Wait a minute. I... I'm well thought of at Paramount. You know that. Yes, everybody on the lot has a good word for you. They certainly do. Yes, it's a good word. Too bad we can't use it on the air. <laughs> I don't know how you got all the laughs. That's a... I ought to have my mother look over the script. You know, Basil, our listeners would be interested in knowing how you ever learned to turn on such a wonderful, horrible sneer. Oh, that's quite simple, Bob. I used to be a waiter in the Brown Derby. Well, I, I thought maybe you'd been listening to this program. No, that's where I get my snarl. I used it quite a bit in a picture I just finished at Paramount called The Mad Doctor. I go around killing all my patients. Really? Say, well, how about giving the folks a pre... <laughs> Let's get together now. Come now. How about giving the folks a preview of The Mad Doctor tonight, Basil? Suppose I were going around selling magazines and I dropped into your office. What would happen to me? Well, let's, let's try it. All right. Oh, boy, what a job. Selling magazines from door to door. I've been walking all day. Boy, have I got blisters. Dog gone, got a flat in my left toe. <laughs> Gee, this is a big office building. I wonder if I should try this office. That's a lovely sign he's got on the door. Hmm, Dr. Fennessy. That sounds menacing. <laughs> Anybody in? Yes, I'm the doctor. Speak up, young man. What's wrong with you? Oh, nothing. I'm selling magazines. I'm working my way through. Through what? Are they going to tell me after I sell the magazines? <laughs> Huh? Why do you stare at me? Huh? Everybody stares at me. Why do they stare at me? Well, maybe it's because you've got two heads. <laughs> oh, so that's why I always have the feeling that somebody's looking over my shoulder. <laughs> Excuse me a minute, old man. I have a patient in the next room with a slight headache. <laughs> 
Couldn't let him suffer, you know. I say, young man, would you like to see my latest experiment? Is that part of the 40-cent tour? <laughs> yes, you see, my latest, uh, my latest experience is, is very unique. Nobody ever thought of it before. I'm crossing a mouse with a mouse. You, <laughs> you crossed a mouse with a mouse? What does it get you? Mouses. <laughs> Say, you know what? I think there's something wrong with you. Yes. Yes, indeed. I, I was thwarted as a boy. I wanted to go to the circus. They wouldn't let me. I wanted to play baseball with the other kids. They wouldn't let me. Why wouldn't they let you? I had a contract with Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Do you think my accents are a little strange? Why, no, but if you must foam at the mouth, foam pepsodent. <laughs> My friend, I could do a lot for you. I have one experiment I could perform, and it would make you a man with long, beautiful, golden curls. Oh, I'd like that. <laughs> You'd like to have long, golden curls? Why? I want to be the talk of the draft camp. <laughs> ah, they read. <clears throat> Come over here and sit next to the machine. Please, please, all I want you to do is buy my magazine. Buy uh -huh. my magazine. <laughs> I see you're starting to get hot under the collier. <laughs> collier! I'm not only nuts, I'm corny. <laughs> well, look, Doctor, what are you going to do to me? Now for my greatest experiment. When I turn this switch, you'll never think of anything but beautiful girls. All your life, you'll just think of Hedy Lamar and Mad Madeline Carroll. Oh, gee, that's wonderful. Turn the switch, quick. All right, here goes. <laughs> well, Doc... Doc, something went wrong. It's terrible. All I can think of is Brenda and Cabina. I keep seeing their faces. You say all you can think of is Brenda and Cabina? Yes. Couldn't let him suffer, you know. Thank you, Basil. At Sherlock Holmes Show, you have every Sunday night for gold milk, quinine, and cold tablets for sure swell. Stick around, Basil. Take it, skinny, my man. <laughs> Sweet as apple cider, sweeter than all I know. Come out in the silver moonlight, of love will whisper so soft and low. Seems though can't live without you. Listen, oh honey, I love you. I love you, I do, I do. Yeah. <laughs> 
Come on, Bob. Here we are at the door of the hotel. Basil, I don't like the looks of this place. Let's leave. Oh, don't be silly, Bob. It's just an old hotel. There's probably nothing in it but spiders. One of the larger kids. <laughs> Look, someone's opening the door. Oh, come in, come in. Nice weather we're having. Isn't it a beautiful, embalmy day? <laughs> Listen, miss. I'm Basil Rassel. My friend and I came down here to do some detective work. Oh, then come in the parlor. Mr. Moto is there. Well, well, I'd like to meet Mr. Moto. Fine. I'll raise the lid. <laughs> Bob, I'm frightened. There are shivers running up my spine. Up your spine? Don't you mean up up and down your spine? No. They're too fine to make the round trip. <laughs> now, now, gentlemen, while you're at this hotel, remember, if you want anything, just ring for the skeleton. You mean that skeleton over there still works here? How is that possible? Strong union. <laughs> Basil, I'm a little afraid of this place. I'm glad I sent my special investigator, Pickerton Colonna, on ahead to look for Yehudi here. If he followed the same trail we did, he must be in this hotel now. He should be reporting to me any minute. You peaked. <laughs> Say, Hope, I just found a wonderful clue. In this room here, I found the bathing suit Yehudi wears when he goes swimming in the lake at Hollywood and Vine. Colonna, there's no lake at the corner of Hollywood and Vine. <laughs> you native son, you. <laughs> While you're talking with Detective Colonna, ask him to solve another mystery. There are 386 girls shopping at this hotel in 386 different rooms. And I just received complaints that in the last five minutes, each and every one of them was kissed by a mysterious masher. Colonna, did you hear what the lady said? Ah, yes. I've been a busy little bee, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> He's a bad bat. I caught him whitewashing himself this morning so he could go to Capistrano. <laughs> well, come on, Bob. Now's our chance to investigate your kill by ourselves. Okay, we've got to find your hootie. Let's look in this room here. <laughs> you know, this is a hotel. <laughs> Gee, Basil, I wonder what my right-hand man, Colonna, is doing now. Say, Chief, this is your right-hand man, Colonna, reporting. I think I've discovered your hoodie. He's here in a cage disguised as a lion, but he can't fool me. I'll reach in and pull off his disguise. <laughs> Say, Chief, this is your left-hand man, Colonna, reporting. <laughs> Professor, there's a lion in that room? Yes, and there are also some turtles here that I've been talking to. As I was saying, fellas, you don't pull your heads in fast enough. <laughs> now get ready to pull your necks in. One, two, three, go! <laughs> See? I beat you again! <laughs> Colonna, you're talking to turtles? Yes, and they're very nice fellows, too. We're very nice fellows, too. <laughs> Mock turtles. <laughs> Hey, Colonna, have you found any trace of Yehudi? After all, I'm anxious. You're anxious? Yes. Well, glad to know you're anxious. <laughs> you know, Beatrice Fairfax and I have, ma have had many a good laugh from your letters. <laughs> Come on, Basil, he'll never help us. Let's see what's in this room over here. Get your hands out of me, you dirty brat. Let me alone, I tell you. 
I'm going crazy. Why didn't you ever come into my life? Let me alone. All I want to do is die. 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 Oh, lady, lady, is there anything we can do for you? Yeah, get me one of those parts Betty Davis has been getting. <laughs> Hey, Chief, what's the penalty in the state for resisting an officer? The penalty? A year in jail. See, honey, you wouldn't want to waste a year, would you? <laughs> the professor, never mind that girl. What about Yehudi? Oh, he doesn't care for me. <laughs> well, don't worry, Chief. I'm turning Yehudi. He's walking across the ceiling, and I'm following him. Kelowna, do you mean to tell me you're walking on the ceiling with your head hanging down? Sure. Listen. Blood rushing to my head. <laughs> Kelowna, for your information, what you're doing is impossible. It's against the law of gravity for you to walk around the ceiling upside down. You had opened your big mouth. <laughs> Come on, Bob. Let's look in this next book. Oh, that woman. She's been feeding me ground glass. Ground glass. I've been eating all that ground glass. It's awful. And now i got the hiccups. Oh, that, that's too bad. What have your hiccups got to do with it? What have my hiccups got to do with it? <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> A very good idea, giving people ground glass. I'd like to give you some hope. <laughs> what kind of glass do you like? Percolator grind, silex grind, or French drip? <laughs> Basil, Basil, stop coming after me. You're not the mad doctor anymore. Help, i got to get out of here. Kelowna! You called Kaya? What's wrong? <laughs> Basil is after me. He thinks he's the mad doctor again. Leave me out of here, quick. All right, follow me through this secret panel. Kelowna, there's no secret panel there. I know, I just found out. <laughs> I'm on the wrong page. <laughs> so you're trying to help him escape, eh? <laughs> I've got my trusty shotgun, though. Put up your hand. Professor, he's got a shotgun. Watch out. He's heading straight for you. He'll kill you. Oh, no, he won't. I'll hypnotize him. I'll stare at him with both eyes. <laughs> I'll stare at him with one eye. <laughs> you're next, folks. Basil, wake up. You're not the mad doctor. You're a guest on my program. What do you think made me mad? How can we go? And if you like the show, please dial to see again. And though there's no admission to the show, a smile helps to get in. Thanks, Basil Rathbone, our guest, though we take a rest in Yehudi's quest. You were grand. You stepped to them, folks. Next week, folks, we'll be back for the same gang and that grand little song says, Beauty Star. And, and, ladies and gentlemen, as a special added attraction, none other than Bob Hope. Thank you, Bill Goodwin. The best and the brightest served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, pod show, and limelight. Grandpa, Grandma, and the young What's the fuss is all 
Come on, let's do it. Take it away, Sugar Pie and the Candy Men. Arriva una casetta ma non era in Canada, di vasche non ce n'erano, non c'erano di là. Sto fuori dalla porta si vedeva da lontano quelle trappole. Un'opera d'arte moderna, quella ciminiera solo trappole. Quasi mai, domenica annaffiava le sue piante e stava lì, comprava il suo giornale e si leggeva 30 pagine di chiacchiere. I tanti erano in cielo e sulla terra non servivano le chiacchiere. Aveva una casetta ma non era in Canada, le donne che passavano e scappavano di là, oppure le formiche si fermavano, non c'erano di briciole. Okay. 
Keep it going. Swing Daddy, 
Take it away, Tia Brazda.
Mike the Tia Brazda. This is what I look like in the morning.